I believe a healthy mind creates a healthy life. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa, creator of the Healthy Hustlers podcast and mama who is obsessed with self-development and personal growth. Passionate about helping make positive change, I'm here to help transform the way you think one healthy conversation at a time. This four-part series, Dear Future Self, has been designed to give you practical tools and helpful tips to master your mindset, overcome limiting beliefs, and gain a fresh perspective so you can realize that you are wildly capable of achieving your wildest dreams. With the help of my knowledgeable guests, the aim is to help inspire you to shine bright through positive thinking, manifestation, and powerful mindset practices. During this series, you'll gain the tools and know-how you need to transform your thoughts and start embodying your future self today. Today, I'm joined by the Queen of Personal Development and the CEO's wingwoman, Olivia Jenkins. Residing in Adelaide with her young family, Olivia is mama to Henry Archer and baby girl Charlotte. Confidently paving her own path to success and not giving in to social norms, Olivia is a fierce, fabulous and award-winning business and marketing consultant specializing in digital for female-led health, beauty, fashion and lifestyle brands. With over 10 plus years experience working with Australia's top global health and beauty brands, Olivia's mission is to empower CEOs with the knowledge and confidence to reach their full potential. I've had the pleasure of working with Olivia one-on-one to master my mindset and implement a clear and strategic strategy to up-level my business and experience the extraordinary growth I desire. Olivia is the CEO's secret weapon. She thinks big and is armed with the tools, knowledge and know-how to empower her clients to reach their full potential. With a love for spirituality, Olivia chats about how setting intentions set the tone for her day and how her dedication to self-growth is a lifetime commitment. Olivia is a my kind of girl. She speaks my language while being armed with valuable and strategic tools to help you confidently conquer your wildest and most ambitious goals. Hello, beautiful Olivia, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? I'm beautiful. And you? I'm so well, and I'm so, so excited to have you on the microphones with me. I give a little introduction, obviously, about each guest, but you were such a huge part of my life in in 2020, and I know you will continue to be, so I'm super excited to have you here today to share all of your wonderful wisdom. Thank you. I'm very honoured. Okay, so I want to kick off today about talking about our values, because I know that we we hear a lot about this or you should know your values or understand them, but I'd love to kind of get an insight into you as to what our values are and why they are so important in both personal life and business. This is actually a topic that I've been so passionate about for years now. And I know that we've spoken about this before because personal development is a shared interest between the two of us, but I really appreciate the power of values. And I've also noticed that When we have clear values, we tend to experience greater fulfillment, especially when we're living by those values as well. So I definitely feel values are so important. And, you know, they come through in different ways as well, because for us, you know, and I know both of us sort of have business headsets as well. There are, you know, personal values that we can have. And then there's also business values. And both of those are equally important. So it's important to, you know, spend the time fleshing out both. So for me, and when I think about us as individuals, 
when we don't honor the values that we've set for ourselves, it can have an effect on everything in our life. So our mental state, our emotional state, our physical state are all affected. And this is definitely something that I've noticed in my own life as well. If I have, you know, a set of values that I think about for myself and I'm not acting and honoring those values, it's very easy for me to fall out of alignment and start to feel that. So I think the easiest way to think about values is they are essentially a moral compass and they guide our decision-making. So it's almost like they're providing us with a personal code of conduct. And when we honour them and when we, we, I suppose we bring those values through our lives consistently, that's when we're experiencing true fulfilment. Um, And when we don't, we're incongruent and we're more likely to fall back into bad habits. So do you have any exercises or practices that I guess the listeners could do today to really uncover those values? When thinking about core values, it's pretty hard, obviously, to just come up straight away with five or six that suit you. And I think even if you were to Google it and look at other people's values, you know, potentially you might take on somebody else's value, which is not really 100% congruent with you anyway. And I've been through this exercise so many times before, and I feel like this is the best exercise for values, particularly if you don't know where to start, because it can be quite overwhelming if you just say to someone, okay, right, we're going to work on core values today, just start shooting out values at me and let's you know, prioritize them. You, you don't really get to that stage that quickly, and it can be a little bit confusing. So the best exercise I have is to find a list online, and you can Google these lists that have 200 to 400 values to choose from. And basically the idea behind that is you do a process of elimination. So let's say, for example, you have 200 core values on a piece of paper, you grab a highlighter and, you know, I'd encourage you to do this when you have quiet time and you can sit down and really be alone with your thoughts. Grab a highlighter and highlight every single value that you read that resonates with you in some way, shape or form. And then from there, you can peel that back to your top 25, to your top 15, and then finally to the top five or six core values that align with you the most. Obviously, one thing to remember when choosing values is that you need to make sure that they're not too closely related because obviously, if you have learning, growth and development, let's say all highlighted, they tend to relate to each other. So you may want to narrow down to one value that encapsulates all three. So growth might be your choice there to cover off learning, growth and development, as opposed to having, you know, three core values that fundamentally may mean the same thing. One thing I've noticed as well with this core value process and doing that process of elimination and kind of choosing between one or two is sometimes you may need to sleep on it and then come back to it after processing. Often it's not a process when you're choosing values that, you know, you can get to it in an hour and they're your values and it it doesn't change. You may need to take a few days to process and think about things and reflect to make sure that they feel right for you. On the business side of things, I think one thing to think about with business core values is what behaviors will we value as a business over making money? Or potentially even when is it appropriate to put the needs of the team or you as a business owner above the needs of the customer? So there's certain questions that you can ask yourself to kind of bring these core values to light and really think clearly about which values seem right for you and seem to align with you the most. 
I really like that practice. I know you and I did that one together in one of our sessions and I really enjoyed getting into the nitty gritty of really understanding those values and why they align with me and and what I'm doing in the business. So thank you so much for sharing that. I know it's a really powerful exercise and something, you know, aspiring business owners or business owners in general will get a lot out of. Yes. When it comes to setting intentions, we hear a lot about intentions and goal setting, but how do we ensure that those are aligned with our values? When you're thinking about intentions, they need to start with your values. So that statement needs to be about how you want to show up in the world. Goal setting obviously is a little bit different and linked more to what we want to achieve, but intentions for me are more around how I want to show up in the world. So, you know, an intention around being open to success and abundance or choosing to accept myself They're usually things that you can be successful at right now in this very moment and you don't have to wait to accomplish them. As long as you value acceptance, that intention will form how you treat yourself. An intention is a guiding principle for how you want to be, live and show up in the world. It's like drawing a map of where you want to go. So A well-crafted intention actually starts with your values and then it becomes a statement about how you want to show up. For example, the intention could be that you want to be open to success and abundance or even that you choose to accept yourself. So in other words, it's something that you can be successful at right now in this moment and you don't actually have to wait to accomplish anything like you would a goal in order to choose self-acceptance if that's the intention. As long as you value acceptance, that intention will form how you treat yourself from this moment onwards. And I guess the thing is with intentions as well, it defines your value-driven practice. So when you're linking them to your values, I personally like to create an intention that links back to the core values that I've set for myself. So I create an intention for each of the core values that I have. An example of this, and this is one of my own personal core values, which is growth surprise, surprise, Um, completely obsessed with growth in every possible way. So my intention for growth is to choose to embrace fear every day and say yes to aligned opportunities. So it could be something as simple as setting up an intention for the day as well. Like it doesn't have to be something like self-acceptance. It could be something that is thinking about the day that you've got ahead and the fact that you're going to set an intention that life's going to unfold easily and effortless for you that day. This is one thing I really love to do in the mornings as well. So when you first wake up before you've even stepped foot out of bed, you place a hand on your heart for a few moments and you breathe. So you connect to yourself, send love to yourself and send love to the day. And then you can go about setting an intention for your day. So one thing I thought about this morning when I woke up is, podcasts are new to me I've never done a podcast before and obviously that's something that's stepping outside of my comfort zone as well so when I woke up this morning I placed my hand on my heart and set an intention about the podcast going really well today and me having fun in the moment and having a really successful day so you can actually bring intentions through that way as well as well as linking them to the values that you have for yourself fundamentally as well. Oh, I love that so much. What a powerful little practice to kind of set the tone for the morning as well. Yes. 
Do you have, sorry, I'm just going to throw a bit of a curveball here because it's got me, I know we love speaking spiritual to each other, but do you have any kind of crystals or um, essential oils or anything on to kind of when you are thinking about those intentions or to kind of keep reinforcing that energy throughout the morning? I love crystals, love, love, love. Even one of my sons, Henry, is obsessed with crystals as well, so it's hilarious. And this is a bit of a sidetrack, but I know, you know, I had another baby 12 weeks ago and a couple of days before having her, I actually took myself down to the crystal shop down the road and I just walked in with Henry and I said, Henry, we're going to choose some crystals for baby sister today. So we have a really amazing birth and, you know, to welcome her when she arrives here. So we went about and just, you know, I just let my intuition guide me when I'm selecting crystals. So we chose a few together Um, And it was only a couple of days after that that I actually went into labor early. So it was really interesting how that transpired. But the whole intention that I set around the birth was that everything was going to go really well. It's going to be a fast labor, really easy, and things would just flow. So it's definitely something that I like to do, you know, using crystals or drawing a card if that feels right for you. But I would always have crystals on my bed, like on my bedside table, and I have a little. I don't know if the correct term is a charging dock, but I've got this circle crystal. It's like a quartz circle. It kind of looks like a coaster, but I yeah. put my crystals on there and Henry calls them a crystal flower. Oh, it's actually crystal so bridge. cute. It's the sweetest thing. Um, but I have all different crystals on there and I kind of let my intuition guide me as well. So sometimes I might you know, choose certain colors, which would be related to a chakra. We're going really woo-woo now. No, I love it. <laughs> But I just let my intuition guide me and whatever feels right to have out next to me, you know, I'll have there. I have been known as well to put crystals down my bra from time to time. If I know that I'm, this is funny, but if I know that I'm going into a meeting, you know, with someone that I might need to protect my energy a little bit, doesn't happen anymore in my own business. But you know that there's times, obviously, when you're going to go into difficult situations I would put crystals either on me or in my handbag to protect my energy or, you know, to send love or whatever I was focusing on for that day or for that interaction. So there's definitely ways that you can bring through, you know, lots of different spiritual items like crystals and cards and essential oils as well. I love lavender. So that's always my go-to for bed. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. I feel like we could go into a super deep spiritual manifestation (laughs) episode because we talk about this stuff so much, but I really love being able to incorporate that stuff within your business because I think, you know, especially as business owners and entrepreneurs, at times it can be quite lonely. You know, you are kind of striving for these goals and desires by yourself. And so to have those little symbols and signs from the universe to kind of like keep going and to remind you that you're on the right path are just such powerful little things I believe to have with us each and every day you know to help make the journey that little bit more fun as well and and more fulfilling so I love that you share that and I love that you're into crystals (laughs) (laughs) I even have them on my desk around my computer they're everywhere um and it's funny it's like you know as a mum sometimes you just find like a random bit of lego or something I am finding crystals in the most random places, like in the kids' (laughs) toy boxes or in the glove box or like in a kitchen drawer somewhere. So they just seem to come up all over the place. 
Oh, that is so good. Yeah, I just ordered a whole lot of new crystals. And it was funny, I very much went off my intuition. Like I just kind of went for colors and things that I felt called to get. But I've actually lately been, I've got a rose quartz in um, George's bedroom, which I got from one of my best friends for our wedding, actually. And I've put it in George's bedroom. And I've started to, because I still like, you know, either well, I rock her to sleep still or cuddle her to sleep most nights still. And so I actually have been holding the rose court and kind of rubbing it up and down her back and on her stomach just to kind of bring that, you know, that self-love and affection and stuff to to her world. So yeah, I find that a really nice kind of soothing ritual, mainly for me, but, you know, hopefully she'll reek the benefits of it later in life. Um, But I I find, yeah, it's so nice to just have those little rituals as well that do make those like calmer moments in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I do think there's an art to it as well. Someone told me, and I'd have to Google which way around this is, but apparently if it's in the left, like let's say left and right, one of your hands is sending love and then the other hand is receiving love. So depending on which hand you're holding it in, you can send or receive. Yes, I actually saw that on, that's on my angel cards. I've got that on the goddess angel cards. It tells you which hand to hold your cards in and which one to pull from because it is about the, I can't remember which one it is. So I think it's, yeah, yeah I can't, I won't quote it on here because I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> Um, I guess so when it does come to our, our dreams and our desires, what advice do you have for ensuring we're really staying true to these because it's so easy and you know I know you and I have spoken about this so much it's so easy to become sidetracked in business or to see what other people are doing or even if you are an aspiring business owner you can easily see I guess what other people are doing and think oh that looks fun or I want to do that but how do we really stay true to what's on our heart? Honestly I think you have to stay connected to yourself And the only way that you can do that is by making space to be alone with your thoughts and really sit back and reflect on what's important for you and where you're going and, you know, are you being fulfilled? And look, this is something that I did not long ago as well because after having Charlotte, you know, I had a really turbulent pregnancy. The whole pregnancy with Charlotte was very up and down and, you know, at certain points throughout the pregnancy, I didn't know if she was even going to make it at times. So, when I had her, it made me really reflect. And I guess this is more business orientated for me, but it made me really reflect on what I was doing in my business um, and in my life to make sure that when I was taking on clients, that they were super aligned with what I was looking to achieve with my own vision and mission and making sure that the clients that I said yes to were really consistent and congruent with my values as well. So that's one side of it. And I guess, you know, you're, you're going to understand this as well because of your background, but life gets busy seriously quickly. And, you know, with three kids, one of them on oxygen, two businesses, we've got a renovation happening and everything else that happens in between. It is so easy to fall into bad habits or, you know, start going off the track a little bit. So you do have to create that time. And, you know, I know that I've done some coaching with you before and you value having a coach. I do too. I I love the idea of having a coach because it's the one bit of time that you get that you stop the clock and everything else. You show up and you really reflect on yourself as an individual. Are your needs being met? Are you still aligned to your purpose? Um, And really reflecting on all of those things. And it does take time 
and it takes self-awareness and it takes regular reanalyzing. But in order to stay true to yourself and your dreams and desires, you have to make space because if you don't, you get caught in the rat wheel that is life um, and very quickly you can start to make decisions that potentially are not the right ones or get so busy that you can't see the forest from the trees. So you've really got to make sure that you reflect on that. And I think the other thing as well is really thinking when you see other people, and I'm, I'm sure we'll probably continue to go down this path, but when you see other people achieving their dreams, not to get their dreams confused with your dreams because sometimes that can happen um, and it's really important to be super clear on what you want and what success means for you. So even if it's out of the social norms that society's placed on us, that's okay too. But if you do you and the dreams and desires that you have are congruent with everything else in your life and the values you've set, it's a lot easier to stay on that track. We'll be right back after this healthy break. I'm so excited to let you know that I have just launched my new healthy guides, free to download now from the Healthy Hustlers website. These guides have been developed based on the most popular topics that I get asked about. I believe by incorporating them into your daily lives, these powerful practices can help strengthen your intuition, connect with your soul and harness your inner power. What you can expect, a beginner's guide to meditation featuring my top tips and easy ways to start practicing meditation today, gratitude and manifestation exercises with my favorite gratitude practices and powerful exercises for manifesting your dream life, as well as self-care rituals and mantras, including 10 easy self-care rituals you can inject into your daily life and an intro into using mantras to overcome limiting beliefs, transforming your thoughts and creating a fresh perspective, as well as powerful journaling prompts, a kickstart into your journaling practice to help you connect with your soul and unlock your true potential. I'm always looking for new and exciting ways to support you guys on your health and well-being journey. So I really hope these can help. You can download your free healthy guides now from the Healthy Hustlers website or by simply clicking the link in the show notes after this episode. One of the biggest things that I, I took from our work together last year and probably why I've been able to start this year a lot slower and more considered is because I have been able to really create that space to sit with the things that I want to be doing and make sure that they are really aligned for me and aligned to one, where I'm meant to be going and how I want to be showing up and how I want to be seen in the world. So yeah, I just think that is such beautiful, beautiful advice. Thank you so much for sharing. I know people will get so much out of that. Thank you. My pleasure. And I, you know, you did just touch on the comparison trap and, and looking to, I guess, other people's lanes and, and not getting sidetracked by what they're doing. I guess, how do we actually not do that? You know, how do, how do we not get in the trap of the comparison game? There's a few different things to think about when it comes to comparison. I mean, the obvious one is don't do it because when you're comparing yourself to somebody else, you're not comparing apples and apples. Each and every one of us is on a different journey. We're at different stages. We have different values and belief systems and upbringings and, you know, we all move at different paces. So there's just so much to consider. And I think when you make a comparison to someone else and maybe what they've achieved, you're not actually giving yourself credit for anything that you've achieved. 
Um, and I know that this is something, even me, you know, I, I like to think that I do a lot of work on self-development and self-help and I'm, you know, I love it. I'm obsessed with growth, but even I need to reflect sometimes on being, you know, even if I'm comparing myself, I said to George last year, I think I'm going to study law this year and get a law degree. I really, that's something I've wanted to do for ages. And, you know, I had a bit of a lazy year last year and he was like, what do you mean? Like you started a business, you were scaling your business, you had a baby. What do you mean you had a lazy year? So (laughs) for me, that comparison game can even show up like that. So, Mm. but you know, when doing that, you're completely discrediting everything that you've actually achieved, which is sad. Like you should really be embracing everything that you've been able to achieve, even if that is at a slower pace to somebody else or not exactly the same, because no two paths are exactly the same. So I think that's important to say, but obviously focusing on your own values and the intentions that you've set as an individual, or if it's your business, thinking about the vision and the mission that you have as a business and focusing on that, being super clear on what success means to you. Because as an example, if someone posts a picture on social media about how they're doing really well in their business or in their life, and you know they've posted this really nice fancy car, for some people they're not measuring success on a car you know other people are and that's okay I've got you know nothing against people associating success with cars that's very common and that's fine but what I am saying is if you don't associate success with a car then don't let that comparison creep in because that's not actually your your um, definition of success anyway and I guess the third thing is to be grateful for what you do have so you can attract more of that into your world because when we go into that you know sort of jealousy mindset that is a negative emotion and they're not healthy for us so in order to create and cultivate and manifest I guess more of that alignment you want to be grateful for what you do have so you can attract more of it. That's actually been a, a huge learning in my manifestation practices recently is being so grateful and appreciating all the things you do have and where you are right now. And making that shift to focus on that is like incredibly powerful for how much more you can actually manifest, how much greatness you can actually attract into your life. So I'm really glad you touched on that. We often forget about that because of things like social media where we're constantly smothered by other people's ideas of success or what they're achieving or what they're doing in their life and we're thinking we're not good enough or we're not doing enough when really, yeah, exactly what you were saying, when when we actually take a step back, like we are doing enough and and the more you can appreciate that, I just think the more greatness that starts coming your way. Definitely, totally agree. Yeah. And I really liked that you touched on the redefining success there because that was something I had to do a lot of when I left the corporate world. I guess for anyone who is maybe stuck in still that societal norms of what success means, what are some ways they can kind of go about finding out what success actually does mean to them? I really think you just need to spend time alone with yourself and really thinking about what's important to you and you know, this is something that I went through when I first started my business, you know, and even to a certain degree, when I had Henry, my first, I was a general manager of a global beauty brand. And, you know, I went back to work relatively quickly and all of that. And then 
I think it was about 18 months after because about 18 months, yeah, it would have been. So Archie, my second, was about a year and a half old when I left that business and started my new one and or started my business, I should say. But I really had to sit with myself and I remember thinking, is this the right thing? Like who am I to start a business with two young kids? Am I even doing the right thing by the boys by starting this business? What if it doesn't work? There was all this fear around starting the business and starting something new. So that was something that I really had to sit down and think about and look at the skills that I had and what drove me in my life and what my values were and think about how I was going to harness all of that creative energy and passion that I had into something else. So in the end... I just made a decision that I was going to feel the fear and do it anyway. And I'm not joking. I literally looked at that quote every single day. I had it on my phone wallpaper. I had it on my vision board. I spoke about it in social captions, on my Instagram stories. I'd post it all the time. I even went as far as buying a little bracelet (laughs) that had feel the fear and do it anyway engraved on there. And I wore that as a daily reminder that it was just fear. And that it was only in my head. And I know you'll find this interesting. So I love that. It's such a good story. I remember having a conversation one day with my hypnotherapist because I'm a big one for hypnosis. I love it. I mean, obviously, people can use it for different reasons, like, you know, quitting smoking and all sorts of stuff or even anxiety. But I remember chatting to him one day after a session. And I used to go there for present moment work. So, you know, work, working with hypnotherapy basically to come back to the present moment and be really present, which I swear by, by the way, if you ever get a chance to do it, highly recommend. But Clive said to me, he said, Liv, your mind doesn't want you to succeed. And I was like, what do you mean? That's the, that's the strangest thing that anyone's ever said to me. And he said, well, it's constantly finding ways to ensure you stay in your comfort zone because that is what it knows. And that's where it's most comfortable. And I actually sat down and thought about that. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. When you think about it, it's your head and your mind that's constantly reminding you of, you know, you can't do that, all those little thoughts in your head about the fear. And it completely changed my whole thought process around fear because it made me realize that is quite literally in our head. And whether we think we can do something or we can't, we actually are right either way because That is a thought that we're thinking, but it's not necessarily truth. So super interesting. I love that. Yes, and that really helped to reshape a lot of my thinking around that. So tips would be, I guess, you know, embracing the fear and finding ways to remind yourself of that every day, allowing time and space in your life to reflect on your values, your vision, you know, checking in on things regularly and making sure they still feel right, but also embracing the invitations we receive. And I know that you're a big one for this. Yeah. But, you know, start saying yes to opportunities that align with you and your values and your goals. And sometimes we say no to things because we feel like we can't do it or someone else is more qualified, but start saying yes and just get out of your own way. That is so cool. I love that you touched on that. And it's so funny because I've actually um, said to my uncle the other week, I really want to do hypnotherapy. Like I've I've got a few things that I feel super blocked and I have tried a few different things to unblock them. And at the moment, I'm like, I really, really feel drawn to getting hypnotherapy. And he has a hypnotherapist that he's like, oh, you should try this girl. But that is so interesting because I didn't know that you were such a 
like advocate for it. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. And I think it's really good for people as well, you know, particularly if you've had a lot of trauma. Sometimes, you know, going to counseling or seeing a psychologist doesn't work for everyone because not everybody wants to talk about things and kind of relive it as well. So if you have had experiences in the past that, you know, you made a limiting decision about something, let's say, then, you know, that hypnotherapy is a really good option for you because it is something that's relatively unconscious. And one good thing about it, and this is a little bit off topic, but I'll share it, is Clive said to me, because I'm a bit of a skeptic, well, not a skeptic, but I'm a bit cynical sometimes. And, you know, I always think about risks. I think that's just the business headset in me. I'm always thinking about all of the possibilities and then making sure I've got a plan for those. But I remember saying before my first session, you know, how do I know you're not going to make suggestions that I don't align with? And he said, it's actually impossible. You can't be told something in a hypnosis session that you're not actually prepared and willing to do. So that was really interesting for me as well. And I think it took a few sessions for me to kind of relax into it and, you know, for me to, for him to earn my trust, I guess, for me to go completely under. But yeah, I honestly really, really value it. It was something that I did two weeks before Charlotte was born as well. And I went to Clive and I said, I'm having my daughter, you know, in, in a month's time or whatever it was at that point, I really would love to do some work on connection and making sure that we have this beautiful, deep soul connection when she's here, because I have been working my butt off in my business (laughs) and I haven't really slowed down. So I really just want to make sure that when she gets here, it's not going to be this rude shock and I'm going to feel any, you know, layers of resentment whatsoever, because I don't want to feel that way. And I really want to embrace having her here. So we did work around that and hand on heart out of the three kids, hopefully the boys never listen to this podcast. <laughs> I had the strongest connection with Charlotte out of all three kids. It was virtually instantaneous. And with the boys, it did take, you know, a little while to develop, you know, not weeks, but that connection was just so strong instantly. So I really do feel like it worked and hypnosis works. Wow, that is insane. Okay, I'm completely convinced and I'm definitely (laughs) doing it now. Um, But I love that you use it for so many different aspects of your life as well. I think that's what I was really blown away by and took so much from is that you can, you know, use it in so many different areas. Yeah, some people think it's just for smoking and stuff like that, but it's definitely not. And I've used it for present moment work, which is sort of, you know, helpful for people that have anxiety as well, because if you're anxious about something, you're living too far in the future. So by coming back to present moment, it's alleviating that anxiety. So anxiety is a big one. Smoking obviously is a big one, but you can even use it for things like being productive and taking action. So if you're someone who procrastinates a lot, hypnosis could be something that you could explore as well to take more action in your life and take messy action instead of being, you know, caught up in the perfectionism trap of waiting until everything's perfect before you action something. So, so many different things that you can do with it. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, well, that's what I actually wanted to get it for was more from a business perspective, I feel quite structured. I know what I want to achieve. I'm quite driven in the business side of things but you know obviously I am a mum and that's my first and foremost job at the moment and I've really struggled I guess going from that busy career life you know corporate life to then being a mum and taking on those mum responsibilities of being home more I'm just not great around the house you know it doesn't I'm not 
the most organized in our home life and personal life. And so I've really wanted to get it to make me more organized in that. You know, I want to be able to be that wife and that mum that is super organized in both her business and their family life. So I'm glad you touched on that. (laughs) That's awesome. And I think sometimes as well, the more organized we are, the more calm it can bring to our lives as well. Because I know for me, the less organized I am, the more chaotic things are, the more stressed I am. So if I can put time in, you know, on a Sunday to map out my week, know what my priorities are, make sure I've meal prepped, make sure there's food in the fridge, then I'm not getting to Tuesday night when I've worked hard all day and I've been in back-to-back phone calls and meetings and then think, oh my God, I've got nothing to cook for dinner. And then George and I are arguing about who's going to go to Coles and get the shopping. (laughs) So the more organized, the better. Yes, I love that. Now you have given so much wisdom to this episode um, and I'm so, so grateful for it. But do you have, I guess, some words of wisdom to cap off the episode to really help build confidence, to really wholeheartedly go after what we want? So I think if I could leave anything with you, it would just be to make the time to sit down, do the values exercise, get the 200 core values. I can even give you the PDF download if you want to share this with the listeners as well. But do that exercise and get clear on your values. Craft a mission or a vision statement for yourself. Think about your life and what you're working towards and what's ultimately going to fulfill you, what your purpose is. Spend time there. And make time for yourself every month to check in on your values and the intentions and goals you've set for yourself to make sure that you're still in congruence and they're still feeling okay. If there are any social norms around what you're thinking of doing, please don't let that dishearten you. There are so many different people in the world that are achieving different things and doing different things. And I know for me being a mum, I, you know, there's a big social pressure to be a certain way and act a certain way but you have to do what's right for you at the end of the day and what feels right for you so be unapologetic about that and showing up exactly as you want to and what feels right for you and I promise you that that fulfillment will come Oh, Olivia, thank you so much. Absolutely always adore our chats um, and I really, really appreciate all the wisdom and knowledge you've given to the listeners. I know they'll get so much out of it. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And it's been an honor. So thank you. Oh, so good. And now where can everyone find you? I'll obviously put all the links to your website and Instagram in the show notes so people can touch base with you. But where can they find you if they want to stay in touch? Yes. So I hang out most often on Instagram. So you can find me there. If you do have a business or you're interested in coaching or something along those lines, then definitely reach out by Instagram or head to my website. And I would love to hear from you. So that's where you'll find me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.